to another installment of a weekly judgment of you and your promiscuous ways that you so proudly flaunt on social media. My name is Lonnie and welcome to Who Raised You Hoes, a weekly discussion that involves pop culture, LGBTQ plus culture, and of course, a mental health piece. I like to call the ultimate selfie. Um, thank you guys for being here with me. I know originally I posted on um my social media for the podcast that I was not going to record until Wednesday, but I just recently got inspired to record tonight. Um, it's been a long day, a long weekend. Um, I start with, let's start with my weekend first. My weekend was pretty okay. Um, Sunday, of course, the reason why you guys did not get a new episode was because of the um, Super Bowl, and I decided to travel to a Super Bowl party um, out to Long Island. Um, normally on the weekends, if I'm not watching Netflix, I am asleep. So what ended up happening was I took one of my long, long naps and ended up waking up at like literally six o'clock. And I was supposed to be at Long Island at 5.30. So I was already running late, and I knew by the time I got to Long Island, got gas, and then got on the road, I wasn't going to get to Long Island until, like, literally right before halftime. And I was okay with it because the host of this party had invited me to two other events prior to this, and because I wasn't able to make it to the first two, my fear was not being invited to another one. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get up, and let's go to this party. And I was glad I did because the house is just decked. Um, it was a nice big old screen TV. The party was catered. I was sitting there drinking martinis and watching the game, which the Super Bowl was a huge snooze fest, and the Rams looked like they just did not want to play. And I only watch football one time a year, and I just felt like I wasted my time watching that game because I literally could have just caught the highlights because it was that whack. Not to mention, the halftime show, though I love Maroon 5 and some of their songs and what, um and whatever may have you, it just, it was lackluster to me. Um, at least with Coldplay, they had, like, good guests to help hype up their show. Like, they had Bruno Mars and Beyonce. Um, but Maroon 5 had Travis Scott and Big Boy. And I'm already, like, a partial Travis Scott fan. Like, I won't listen to him outside of being forced to listen to him, like, on the radio. But, um, Big Boy, I just was like, I don't want to see Big Boy if I can't see Andre 3000. Sorry, I need to see three stats. That's just how this works. So, he, um, of course, three stats was not appearing, along with Cardi, because um, Maroon 5 did do Girls Like You, but Cardi declined to appear. For, um, for of course, she stands with Cat. Like everyone else does, and I still stand with Cat. However, like I said, this was that one time a year that I do watch football, and I just got invited to a party where it was on and let literally every TV in the house. So I'm like, whatever. I guess I'll be watching the Super Bowl today. Uh, so I got into that. Well, as we all know, on Saturdays, I normally catch up on whatever I need to catch up on because there's nothing on TV anyway. So I end up watching um, Netflix and I did caught the most talked about or con- one of the most controversial documentaries on Netflix that is called At the Current Moment, Abducted in Plain Sight. 
yeah, I needed some wine for that one. So this is a spoiler alert. I'm going to slightly talk about it. Um, I'm more than likely putting the show notes when I stop talking about Abducted in Plain Sight. Um, however, it just was, it's something that got to be talked about. Now, number one, this family is just completely, utterly naive and gullible as hell. Because not how do you not understand that this man is not trying to pursue you or your wife, which he did because he sexually um, had an affair with the wife. He had the husband um, ejaculate him. And all this time, he wasn't going after the two of you. He was going after your daughter. And y'all were just too dumb to see to the point where the first time he abducted her, he brainwashed her. But idiot knew what he was doing because every time he tried to have sex with her, he made sure he did not break her hymen. If you don't understand what I just said, when a man, when a female loses her virginity, you have to break her hymen. If you break her hymen, it's also traceable to see that it's been broken. That means that you've had sex. So every time he was protective to not break it, um, but he did relentlessly try to have sex with her. Like, and she counted. I think she said like it was over two hundred times. The second time she got a, that she got abducted, this idiot took her from Salt Lake City, Utah, all the way out to Pasadena, California. And mind you, the parents didn't even hear from her. They heard from him. And he's sitting here like to the point where they're speaking to him every day. They speak to their daughter in like three months. I'm like, what kind of parent is comfortable speaking to the family friend that you know is infatuated with your daughter versus speaking to your child or going after her? Like this guy made absolutely positively no sense, no morale, no nothing. But I feel like she was failed because of her because of her parents. Like they were just too naive to see what was going on, so it was well too late. Long story short, um, the first time they took him to trial, um, none of the, none of it stuck because he was found not guilty. But they did find him guilty on two other counts that escaped me at the moment. But he was saying that he wasn't going to do a day in jail. Long story short, the homie committed suicide. Um. It, it just it was a crazy, crazy um documentary. If you haven't watched Abducted in Plain Sight, please go watch it so you can understand that this is a severe case of WPS. If you don't know what WPS stands for, and I love my I love my non people of color, but WPS stands for white people shit. You just you can't help it. So let's get into the timeline, shall we? Um, let's talk about the most talked about story um on social media right now. Um, that 21 Savage has come to find has come to light that he was detained by ICE on Sunday morning in Atlanta um, and they specified that he is not a US citizen he's actually from the UK and his visa expired last year. Now I have mixed feelings on this because one 21 Savage now has the financial means to rectify the situation and you could have been took care of it, but you didn't. And it sucks you have to um, go through this because you were raised in Atlanta. You may have not been born there, but you were raised in Atlanta. And now they're trying to tell you you're not a U.S. citizen. And they're trying to deport him back to the U.K. Um, a lot of members in the rap game, especially the millennials, they're trying to gang together to try and fight to keep 21 Savage in the States. And to, for hopefully to get him to evade... Um, having to go through deportation 
which is not fun because that means you're going back to a place that you don't that's not home and is a place you have never truly lived in but I just I feel bad for the young man I just also know financially you had the opportunity to rectify this a while ago I'm just going to throw it out there not saying that I agree with the fact that he's that he possibly could be deported however you could have handled this months ago just saying I'm just saying don't jump down my throat just don't do it because I'm not going to let you I'll cut that ass I'll cut you anywho um Another rapper that has made headlines um, is Takashi Six Nine. Takashi Six Nine it came to fruition last week that he uh, signed a plea deal, basically because he pled guilty to. Um, I'm trying to pull up the story right now. Okay, um, he pled guilty to the counts against him, which I'm trying to pull up the report right now. I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it on the shade room right now. Um, I just passed one story about him. I'm just trying to pull up the right one. I don't care about Queen Radio. I never really did. Um, only one I see is the story about him put, dropping money to try to protect his family. Um, because of course he accepted a plea deal, and he accepted a plea deal. Um. In regards to the game, um, I, the exact charges I'm not able to pull up right now, but I know right now he's facing a minimum of 47 years in prison. So this is some serious charges. And also, he is scheduled to work alongside the FBI to give more information to help basically help reduce his time. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not going to do time because he's definitely doing it at this point, especially if you accepted a plea deal. You already know it's a done deal. You about to do some serious time and federal time, might I add. Um, just prayers to the family. Hopefully they stay safe. Um, another story that came along, I want to touch briefly because I think it's my read for this week. Um, it came out earlier this week that earlier last week that Jesse Smollett was involved in a basically an attack or a better yet a hate crime. Um. Long story short, he was walking in Chicago at like two in the morning coming from Subway and he was antagonized by um, Trump supporters that had on ski masks and um, Make America Great Again hats or like we like to call it mega. Um, They uh, reportedly um, attacked, called him all types of racial and homophobic slurs to get his attention. He was on the phone with his manager at the time and then the verbal assault started the physical assault started and to the point where they put a noose around his neck. Now, um, Lee Daniels came forth and spoke because everyone on social media was talking about it. Um, Lee Daniels was the first to say like that that's his son and he's hurt that of course he had to go through that. But Lee Daniels also one of the first people to show that Jesse's okay. Um, my read or better yet my rant 
is for you basic bitches. I don't care what time of night I'm out. That does not, or what I'm out for. What I'm, I'm a grown ass man. If I'm out to go get me some food, if I'm out to go get me some penis or some anus, that is my business. Y'all talk about some, oh, I don't believe it. The story doesn't sound believable. Or this, that, and the third. That's not your call to say whether it's believable or not. The man was attacked. Period. That's all you need to know. Why do y'all have to make it something deeper than what it has to be? Oh, why were you out at two o'clock in the morning? Bitch, why were you out at three o'clock in the morning? Why are you worried about why this grown ass man that's pushing 40 is out in the middle of the night for it? He's minding his damn business. And more than likely, if he was out that early in the morning, he's done it before. But yet, y'all want to sit here and question the validity of his story and then want to come up with a whole bunch of side stories as if y'all working in the damn investigation. Oh, he didn't want to give a hand over his phone. He didn't want to, he didn't want them to turn the body cameras on. Dude, why do you care? Why the hell do you care? All you need to know is this man was attacked. He was attacked. He was violated. He was called a nigger. He was called a fag. He was called everything that you possibly can dream of as a racial slur to get his attention. And then y'all also, I don't know. I don't believe it. And this said in the third, what does he have to gain from lying? When has Jesse lied about anything for media attention? He's never done it. So why would you sit here and believe that he's lying about this right now? Maybe you're lying about it. Maybe you don't want to believe the truth. But at the end of the day, it's his truth. He lived through it. And yes, he also confirmed he fought back and he's been cooperative in every way possible with the investigation. So whether you want to believe him or not, or you want to be skeptical, that's on you and that's your business. But you don't have to forecast or foreshadow how you feel or the skepticalness of what you believe the story to be onto other people. He's the victim. But what even yet we're sitting here trying to shame him. Why was he out at two or three o'clock in the morning? He was being an adult and minding his fucking business. That's why he was out. Period. That's all you need to know. So shut the fuck up if you have nothing nice to say about it and you keep your little theories and your little assumptions to yourself because no one wants to hear them but you. That's all you need to fucking know, bitch. Maybe you are on the apps trying to creep around two or three o'clock in the morning to find you some. All he got to do is open his damn um, his DMs on either Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook. And trust me, he got what he looking for. You need Jacks, Grinder, Scruff, all that good shit in order to find somebody to hunch with for the night. With your ugly ass. Well, sit here and tell this grown man he lying. No, bitch, you were lying. Let him let him live. The fuck? Ugh, you, you almost kill me. Y'all want to sit here and rally? Oh, we need to do better. This and the third, but yet y'all sit here questioning this man's story as if you were there. Girl, get a career, okay? Own the business. Step your pussy up, bitch. Suck a dick. That's what you do. In the words of C.S. Madison, girl, suck a dick. That's what you do. Getting on my damn nerves. Got my blood pressure running up an earth thine. Everybody got time for dick. Ain't nobody got time for dick. Here we are. 
Um, I would touch on the situation with um, Yandy and in short um, with the situation with this facility in the Bronx, I mean the Bronx, in Brooklyn. Long story short, um, it was a prison in Brooklyn or a, um, a facility, a correctional facility in Brooklyn that had went days without heat or hot water or electricity. Um, and of course, there was a protest once they got wind of what was going on, and Yandy Smith from Love and Hip Hop was involved as well to try and get it, to try and get them some type of assistance. They sent blankets and, of course, um, heated gloves that they didn't give to the inmates, and to the point where the protesters got to the point where they wanted to see the inmates, and they got pepper sprayed, and Yandy got maced in the face for um, trying to gain access into the actual facility. Um, long story short, I believe yesterday they finally got electricity back on. I know that some people were waiting for them to at least get the heat and the hot water that they were told was going to be turned back on. Um, luckily and hopefully, this situation was rectified. Um, Cory Booker announced that he is running for president of the United States of these Americas. Um, I'm just going to go on a limb and say I'm just not impressed um, I remember when he was the mayor of Newark, New Jersey, my hometown, and I just felt like he was doing it for clout. He wasn't really doing it because he wanted to. I felt like he got more accomplished when he was a senator, um, when he because he's still um, a senator for the state of New Jersey. I just feel like he is he has a lot more work to do. I feel like he's not ready to run for president. I'm just going to say it. But, I mean, more power to you. Um, best of luck. I just don't see it. I'm just going to call it. Like, I see it because I don't. It's, I'm kind of blind. I'm Rachel to the bullshit. Um, Stevie Wonder to not being hit. So, I guess. Uh, I just will be that one Debbie Downer. It is what it is. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And I'm going to be right on back. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to WRYH Podcast this week. As always, please remember you can keep, keep uh, continue to keep a part of the conversation. I can be found on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WRYH Podcast. Once again, the handle for all social media is WRYH Podcast. And please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe, and share. Share the episode with your friends. Let's get the numbers up. I want to have a good interactive year with you guys. Let's get back to this good old show. All right. <laughs> My glass is already refilled, y'all. So I was watching Love & Hip Hop Miami tonight, and it opened up an old wound that I had that I guess I really didn't tell a lot of people about. Um, it was an episode where because I had actually missed like two or three episodes of the show. Um, it was an episode where Spectacular from Pretty Ricky was dealing with his issues with his father. Now, if you don't know, um, basically Pretty Ricky ended up broke by the time they were done being artists. Like, each one of them were broke, but they were saying that their dad was pocketing all of the money. Now, um, the Pleasure P also admits his fault in the downfall of Pretty Ricky because he left the group to become a solo artist, if you guys remember that. So, it led to this issue between Spectacular and their dad, who was their manager at the time. If you remember way back when, um, 
a lot of childhood child celebrities or even celebrities that end up having their parents manage them, it always ends up ledging a wedge between the child and the parent. Because for some odd reason, the parent doesn't know when to turn off when they're being a manager to their kid or when they've decided to be a parent to their child. Um, But this episode in particular covered the toxic masculinity that goes into parenting, especially when it comes to most black fathers with raising boys. Now, um, I saw myself in Spectacular this episode because... Spet was saying that basically he felt like his dad wasn't a dad. Now, I'll go on record and say our relationship with my father did not get better until he had a health scare and I got older. Um, my, my father was always the strict one, the one that was always like, I'm not, of course, both of my parents lived by the phrase, I'm not your friend. Um, your parent and that's all fine and dandy but when you get older they have to understand that you're now of age and that speech can only go but so far so um he was speaking and he was saying that basically his dad wasn't even making an effort to see one of his children which his son had lived in miami literally close proximity like two blocks from him and he hadn't made an effort to go see his grandson even when, of course, back uh, spectacular isn't in town. Um, he was just saying, like, you always want to be hard. And sometimes I don't want to always have to feel like I need to be hard to interact with you. Sometimes I just want to chill and I just want my dad. And he, their dad was saying, it's hard for me to want that relationship with you when all you did within the media was bash me and say how horrible of a parent I was. And it just, it, he said, why can't, like basically, Speck was trying to express himself and got caught up in an emotion. And his dad was like, just save the tears because you did you did this, that, and the third, the cat had the kitten. I feel like at times, black masculinity, black male mas- toxic masculinity gets in the way of showing that emotion when it comes to fathers and sons because unfortunately especially as men growing up or even men in adult life we're taught by our fathers by our mothers even some of us that as men we're not allowed to show emotion this is why a lot of black men have issues now is because they weren't allowed to emotionally express themselves it's okay to cry that doesn't make you less of a man because you're crying and no crying doesn't have to be done in the dark sometimes you just want to express yourself or get those emotions out and it's hard to do so when you have someone telling you that you need to cut that out or you need to suck it up suck some tears up i don't want to see those tears the facade of the black man always having to be strong always bothered me because sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable in those moments it's okay to shed a tear or two. It's, a, it's okay. You don't have to always have that guard up, but the way that our parents or our fathers, especially parent, especially black men, we're taught to keep that guard up. And it just, it stops us from knowing how to act, like basically knowing how to act or feel in certain situations because we're so used to having our guard up or not showing any type of emotion that the times where we need to convey emotion, we can't. 
And it just spoke volumes to see the two of them had this conversation, though, yes, they hugged it out at the end. It just was like, I see myself in him in this moment. And especially how how sensitive he could be. He's like, I don't want to always argue with you. He's like, I don't want that. Sometimes I just want my father. I just want my dad. And you won't be my dad. It's like, it's just weird how black men, uh, toxic masculinity can get in the way of this. Or this old way of thinking that, oh, you have to always have your guard up. You're a man. Like, stand up, poke your chest out, say it with your chest. Like, all these different things. They're actually mannerisms that were taught on to our dads or what our dads are taught to be men because some of our, in some cases, like, even my dad, my grandparents divorced when my, when my dad was, like, really, really young. So, my grandfather moved down to the shore. So, it was just my, my grandmother and, of course, my aunts, my uncles, and of course my dad. So the male figure, though he was there, he was not always accessible. So most of the men in my dad's side of the family, they got to a point where they just knew how or they learned how to be dads or it just came naturally with time. But with especially with black men and black boys, it is okay to cry. It is okay to let out that emotion. It is okay to know how you feel in the situation and not feel like you can only say but so much and so little in the same time. It's just, it, it, it touched me to see that because out of all of the Love & Hip Hop franchise, I feel like Miami has like the best dialogue when it comes to social issues. Like the first season, we talked about um, colorism and the, um, the Latino in Latina community. Um, this season, we're talking about molestation because next episode, Jesse Wu reveals that she was molested within the church. Um, you also deal with gunplay, getting over addiction or try- fighting through addiction to get his girlfriend back. Um, and of course, bridging this age-old stereotype that gay men and heterosexual men cannot be actual friends Though, yes, Bobby can be a bit much 90% of the time. He's actually opening that dialogue and that conversation of can the heterosexual man and the homosexual male be friends? And platonic friends, like nothing extra came from it or anything of the sort. But that conversation between Speck and his dad, it was refreshing to see it and actually see it unfold um, in front of my TV screen because I just felt like in that moment, I'm like, I look, I'm looking at myself struggling to, I feel like I'm looking at myself struggling to have that kind of conversation or dialogue with my dad. So it was good to see it um, on television and to know I'm not alone. Or if you guys are alone, if you ever felt like you couldn't be close to your dad or to the male figure in your life because they always expected you to be strong and always be independent like basically always be macho (laughs) so it was just refreshing to see that um my ultimate selfie aka the self-care tip um don't be afraid to eliminate things and situations um most of you guys don't know but i work two jobs and i recently decided to dead 
my second job because it started to really disrupt with my health. I was getting sicker than I normally would. Like, I just had no type of energy. Though, yes, financially, I was fine. I just came to the conclusion that it was time to put my health and my wellness above a paycheck. And sometimes you have to do that. You have to be willing to let go of something that is draining you or basically no longer serves you. Am I going to miss that second check? Absolutely. That in-between check, you better know it. But it's not worth me consistently feeling like I can't live a life or I can't be healthy because I'm always working and I got to work because I need this money. And sometimes it's deeper than the money. And that's one of the things I had to realize. Sometimes some things in life is deeper than the money. You just got to be happy within yourself. And if that no longer, if the situation, whether it's a side job, whether it's your main job, you know, I don't recommend you leaving your main job unless you got something to back it up. Um, if it no longer serves you or you just feel like nothing better can come from it, don't be afraid to let it go. And I had to just get to that point where I'm, I've been doing this for too long. It's time for it to go. And this is my, my last week. I will be free and be able to create for you guys. Um, and not have to feel like I'm dragging myself to do, to just create because I spend so much of my time given to a company that just gives me just basically a paycheck because I don't feel fulfilled doing the job anyway. But that's neither here nor there. Um, thank you guys so much for another week, another episode. I'm going to hear your thoughts or your experiences on toxic male masculinity within the upbringing of the black male or even the black female, because yes, females also experience some form of toxic male masculinity from their fathers, just like men do as well. I want to hear from you guys. So like I said, like I stated on the little in-between commercial, okay? Um, my social media handle is WRYH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to give a quick shout out to Trilificent of Gay Side Stories. Thank you for having me and thank you for doing that crossover episode on open relationships. Though I feel like I want to touch the topic again, I'm going to wait and give it some time before I give it another whirl. Um, and all the podcasters, which is so many of you guys that support me and show me love every week. I thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening, for even streaming my work. I appreciate you guys. And Sorry, I couldn't wait for Wednesday. I wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, Until next time, um, have a good week. Peace out.